Hi, and welcome to Pass the Golden Popcorn, an MTV Movie Awards podcast. My name's Kenny Sage, and I'm one of the world's top movie experts. Oh, I'm Ben Gregg, and I'm one of the world's best kissing experts. And we are here to talk to you about the MTV Movie Awards. The once popular, but now kind of diminished, like, awards show of MTV. Ben, how are you today? I'm doing really, really well. I'm very glad that we're doing this. I'm getting a chance to see a lot of movies with guaranteed at least one kiss in them. Yes, yeah. So, I guess to to start, I'll give you a bit of an explanation. Um, Several months ago, I was watching a movie, well, get to one day, High School Musical 3. And I was like, oh, the kiss in this is good. I wonder if it got nominated for Best Kiss of the MTV Movie Awards. So I pulled it up and looked and discovered something. The MTV Movie Awards are insane. Like, so I thought, looking at some of these nominations, I'm like, hmm, did the right stuff really win here? Like, did The Wedding Singer really deserve to win Best Kiss over Titanic? Should My Girl have won the first year of Best Kiss? So, quickly I pulled in Ben, because this this is like a two-person job. And here we are to tackle the MTV Movie Awards, one category at a time, going going year by year, to look through all the movies and determine who really should have won them. And of course, we will be starting with Best Kiss, the one category MTV has that could be considered iconic. And we will be beginning with 1992. How do you feel about the year 1992, Ben? Um, I think it was a good year. Um, I don't remember much from it, as I had not existed quite yet. Uh, From what I hear, it was a grand, grand year. especially for kissing in movies. Yeah. Indeed it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. 1992 actually was the year I was born. Um, the MTV 1992 Movie Awards aired on Wednesday, June 10th, and roughly six months and a little bit later, I was born. So it's another thing for why tackling the MTV Movie Awards is g- good, you know, as a personal thing. Well, you know, we'll both be 30 next year. And I also think when you look at the MTV Movie Awards, especially as you go on, just an interesting thing of how pop culture tastes kind of change. Like, the movies nominated for Best Kiss this year are very different from the um, all television shows that got nominated for Best Kiss in 2021. Because television dominated the category and then no movies got in this year. Almost as if theaters were shut down for half the year or something. Like, I feel like future historians will be able to use the MTV Best Kiss category to to map pretty well onto the the culture of the time. Yeah. Sort of like the the rings on a tree on a tree stump. All right. Cool. So, so, do we want to we want to list off some of the movies for 1992? Do you want to go into that now? Yeah, let's get to it. I so for it. Best Kiss 1992. The nominees were, yeah. Oh, did you want to do, like, other movies just from that year, or just... Oh, no, 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 I just, you go for it. (laughs) Cool, cool. All right. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. It should also be noted that while we're saying Best Kiss 92, most of these movies are from 1991. I think all of them are. I think when I looked them up, I don't think any of them... Maybe... Wait, yeah. Me, yeah. When we get to future years, based on, like, I think their cutoff is in, like, March, based from what I've seen. So sometimes like there's movies that, like, came out the same year as, like, the awards ceremony. Like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like next year's winner, Untamed Heart, is like a 1993 movie, and then it's up there with a bunch of 1992 stuff. Exactly. MTV will bend any rule to make sure that the best kiss is represented. Yeah, it's it's a bit loosey-goosey. Not (laughs) unlike, you know, the Oscars, everyone's favorite tight award show. The most pristine. (laughs) Okay, so for Best Kiss 1992, the nominees are... Angelica Houston and Raul Julia from The Addams Family. Annette Benning and Warren Beatty for Bugsy. Juliette Lewis and Robert De Niro for Kate Fear. Priscilla Presley and Leslie Nielsen for The Naked Gun 2.5, The Small of F- Smell of Fear. And the winner for Best Kiss 1992, Anna, Anna Chumsky and Macaulay Culkin for My Girl. So, um, yeah, I guess spoilers ahead for all of these movies. Um, yeah. Uh, well, what did you think? I guess we should probably run down from the start from the top to the bottom and sort of give our. Um, do you want to give our brief thoughts on the movie, or or yeah, sort of just yeah. an explanation of the movie itself? Uh, I think we can do both. We can like try and yeah explain yeah the movie a bit at least up to how the best kiss works in, and then just give like some thoughts and such. Yeah, yeah. Do, so do we want to start with My Girl? Um, yeah, we can start with My Girl. Um, so yeah, My Girl was, um, I'm not sure what word you use to describe it. Is, is coming of age a sort of word you use to describe this kind of movie? You're, you're, you're the movie expert, I'm just the kiss guy. Yeah, it's like a coming of age drama, dramedy, heavy on the drama, especially in the last part. Oh yeah, oh my gosh. It, it takes such yeah. a... Such a... Such a such a turn at the end it's just so like it's there's always um slightly macabre underpinnings throughout like the whole thing because like the main characters work in a morgue but um it's still you get a bit of um a bit of whiplash near the third you're totally right yeah so my my girl is yeah about anna klumsky she plays yeah a character named i think veda veda who Lives in Pennsylvania in like the seventies. Her dad is Dan Aykroyd, and he's a widowed funeral director, and he doesn't really yeah. understand her. She is just kind of just going through her summer. Her best friend is Thomas J. Macaulay Culkin. He's like kind of a nerd, and he suffers from a lot of allerg- allergies and things. And other girls like t- tease him a bit, and just kind of goes through the thing of a summer where she gets like a crush on new school teacher and starts taking an adult poetry class she takes and meanwhile Dan her dad there starts starts dating one of the employees at the home Jamie Lee Curtis and they have a nice little ro- romance going on and then the key like i guess best kiss point of the movie is uh, is when they, she and Thomas J are like hanging out and I think at this point she's had her first period but like She's like in a weird thing, and they have this nice, sweet little kiss. And then T- 
Thomas J goes off to find a mood ring they dropped earlier in the movie and immediately gets attacked by bees and dies. And then the rest of the movie yeah. is about having to deal with that. Oh my gosh. And also, like, I, I had to look this up because I wasn't sure if this was, like, common. But, like, do you usually have, like, open casket funerals when it's kid? That seems a bit... I Like, maybe that's super common. I don't know. I guess know. it depends on the wishes, but right, yeah. So... <laughs> It was just really yeah, the funeral weird. for the kid is open casket, and she's very upset. And then, oh right, her... oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it ends with her like at least coming to a spot where she can like live with it, and now her poetry's better because she also. Oh yeah, because there's also a thing where like she's long blamed himself for like her mother dying in childbirth. Yeah, so, yeah. She she thinks so... that's. I think yeah, I'm trying to think of how early. I think it's um it's after the first. Um, like uh, poetry meeting that sort of um, like I think in in sparse sparse parts throughout the movie, she like sort of narrate just to the audience. Um, and I think that's when that pro- I think that's when that happens that she sort of reveals that. Yeah. So it so it starts with her like trying to like come to terms with that a bit, and then it ends with her having to also come to terms with this other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. I guess we'll we'll um yeah if we want to I wish this is probably a better time than any um to talk about uh sort of the sort of like maybe maybe a controversial uh, um thing I don't think that uh the Anna Ch- uh, Chlumsky and uh Macaulay Culkin kiss is even the best kiss in my girl I was a much bigger fan of the Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis kiss. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, well, we can have a, a, I think the kiss with them, like, you know, it works as a thing where you're like, oh, this is sweet. It's like, you know, innocent childhood yeah. things. It gets the boost from, and again, if you have not seen My Girl, like, we're not exaggerating when we're like, Macaulay Culkin dies in like the next scene. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's super, it's super abrupt. And it's super, um, yeah, this oh my gosh, the um the ending to this movie had a chance to be like much, much more sad than it could have been. If um because like to sort I I guess it's like weird that like she like kind of feels responsible for her, her mother's death in the movie. But she's also like it was her ring that got lost, which is the reason that Macaulay Culkin went to go get it, and the reason he got stung by bees. So like I I'm I was kind of I was kind of worried that they were gonna like acknowledge that and like she was gonna get really really sad right at the end. Yeah, but in the end, like she gets the ring back from his mother. Is like he would have wanted you to have this, and then she's yeah, just exactly. like, "Oh, cool." And then yeah, she like, seems to maybe not... have come to terms with with some with things like that. Yeah. So yeah, so you mentioned like yes, Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd gets snubbed here, but. Yeah, yeah I feel like Curtis it's... does get nominated a few years down the road for True Lies, so yeah. we'll see if she gets a bit of redemption for. Oh, I have I have a very small True Lives, uh, True Lies, right? Yeah, True Lies with Arnold I have, Schwarzenegger. I have a very small True Lies story to to tell during that 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 episode of the podcast. Ooh, it's a good ease. Ah. Spoiler alert, it's not even interesting. It's just the only relation I've had to True Lies. But you're going to have to wait to find out what that really boring story is. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we should probably go through the other four and then sort of um, see if we maybe agree with the Academy's decision. Yeah, um, the, the Academy of, oh yeah, if people are unaware of how the MTV Movie Awards work, it used to be you called in and you told it, gave them your votes, and then at a certain point they switched to online. Yeah. Does it get ruined when they switch to online? Maybe. Well, still more democratic than the Oscars. Right. <laughs> so then next, just going down the list, will be the Adams Family. Oh, I can, I can sum this one up uh, pretty succinctly. Uh, the Adams Family was uh, a show, I think, from it was the 1960s, right? That's sort yes. of, I think it was the origin. So this movie, um, oh, gee, I'm really bad. Okay. Uh, with like star name. Um, but it does have, uh, it's really Giuliani, right? That's how you pronounce that? Jeez. Um, Raul Julia. Oh, well, I'm completely mistaken on that. <laughs> I've just heard, I, I've heard the name. I, I, I have this thing where I'll hear names of people and I'll never connect them to like a face. I'll just know that name. Um, and I'll never, I'll be like, oh, that's a, that's a famous person, right? And then if yeah. I, I saw it written on, on Wikipedia and I was like, ah, oh, that's probably what that is. Imagine if the Adams Family starred Ru- Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been so much, so much better. I but, mean, um, <laughs> I could probably uh, do like uh, the Christopher Lloyd Uncle Fester role. But... Oh, yeah, that would actually be really good. Um, okay, so that's absolutely not what their name was. Uh, scratch that from the record, I guess. Uh, but the Adams Family movie is sort of, uh, it's about this sort of uh, macabre family. Uh, that a little kooky, little spooky. They're, they're a little scary. They're a little goofy. Um, and they are sort of, the movie sort of opens with them sort of remissing the loss of one of their family members, an Uncle Fester. Um, and then uh, while this is also happening, they're, I guess they're sort of, they're, money guy i'm not sure what he actually does um is sort of late on a few payments to some other kind of money individual who and this money individual has a i guess son who looks suspiciously like um their missing uncle fester so the two money individuals devise a plot where they use the fester lookalike to sort of infiltrate the family to try and get to the Adams family treasure. Um, and throughout this, the uh, fake fester starts to slowly like garner feelings for this family. Uh, he is then hit by lightning uh, and it is then revealed that he was the real Uncle Fester and the lies they told about him were actually all true somehow. I'm very confused about it. I tried reading a Wikipedia article about it and was no closer to the truth than ever. Um, and then I think there's like, I think there's one small kiss during the beginning, but I think the kiss that this award was nominated for was, um, a kiss between, um, what is it? Morticia and Gomez. Gomez Adams, um, in the, in the, in a sort of a, a out of place couch in the middle of a graveyard. Um, yeah, and the kiss is not super related to the story. It's sort of a bit of a departure from my girl. The kiss is sort of just on top of this goopy wild story. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's kind of just showing. Oh, hey, look, they're married. They care about each other. Oh, yeah, another no. little kiss at the end. It's 
Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think of this movie if this uh if if there was a category for like two characters that were the most like in love, I think this movie would win. I think uh Morticia Gomez love each other. Absolutely. I could feel that. Yeah, I think like one thing we're gonna find as we go for the best kisses is there there's a lot of different kinds of kisses that get nominated. It's not all like romantic kisses. Some are like funnier. Some are uncomfortable. Um, we'll get, get to that one. Yeah. And this one is just like your classic like romantic kiss. It's yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any input on 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 the ending of the Adam Family movie? Maybe to add some clarity to me. Because correct me um, if I'm wrong. What seems to happen is that there was this Fester Adams like lookalike and then they sort of lied about he was in the Bermuda Triangle like the the two like bad guys um and then he got struck by lightning at the end and then it was sort of revealed that oh no the lies we told were actually true and you had amnesia i was so confused by that yeah i mean I think in Adam's family, some of it is just left up to like, oh, hey, it's like a weird thing thing that yeah. happens. Like the reason Adam's family values is considered like the better one in this franchise. But, oh, okay. I, mean, I need to give that one yeah. off because I, I will, I will. Yes, yeah, everyone. They never really like go into this, but the there's a book in the ending that like. I mean, Wikipedia says projects its contents into reality. I don't know if that means it can, like, rewrite oh. reality, but it's possible <laughs> that that, like, is supposed to be what happened. I mean, that's not out of play. Um, that being said, I absolutely loved the movie. It was so goofy and amazing. Um, there, was <laughs> there was one kind of joke they did so many times where, like, a character would be like, like oh, like, is your husband, like, depressed and 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 like spiteful and then and then morticia would go not anymore and i laughed every time i don't know why that kind of joke just struck accordingly every time oh yeah uh, no the adam family is like a, a great movie <laughs> <laughs> i never i didn't think i would like it so much i think the last time i think i probably saw it was probably when i was like very young just like watching it on like ytv whenever it would come on uh, yeah, I, I, I remember this being like a yeah classic like cable movie. To, oh yeah, to absolutely, it definitely has has that uh, has that energy about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I I also and I guess this is sort of ah, kind of not really like in any meaningful way, but it's sort of undone by the ending. But I I really like the trope of like sort of like the liar and deceiver like sort of just starts to grow feelings for the people that he's deceiving and then like slowly starts to like realize, oh, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be or like maybe this is where I belong. And I really like that kind of trope. I think it warms my cockles of my heart. Yeah, this one was good. And Adam's Adam's family um, also nominated at the MTV Movie Award for Best Original Song for MC Hammer's Adam's Groove. Um, <laughs> It lost to everything I do. I do it for you from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Was that the right call? That's all for us to say right now. Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't the best song podcast. We need to bring on a song expert for that. Yeah, and then another yeah. thing is, this is another movie that also features a future best kiss nominee as 
Christina Ricci, who plays Wednesday Adams, is going to get a nomination a bit over a decade later for Monster for her kiss with Charlize Theron. So, another tease for down the road. Yeah. Um, I also noticed this is a small, small little Easter egg detail, but um, uh, they actually say they actually say Adams family in My Girl. I don't know if that's interesting at all, but that absolutely happened. I mean, I feel like My Girl and Adam's Family are kind of similar in that they're both sort of macabre-type films. It's just My Girl is, like, what's more under the surface, and Adam's Family, that's just what it is. That's very much in the forefront, yeah. Yeah, we can move on to the next movie now if we want to. All right, so next one is Bugsy with Annette Bening and Warren Beatty. This one is based on the true story of Ben Bugsy Siegel. Hey, Ben. Hey. Hey. Yeah. A gangster who... I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Bugsy is not as engaging a movie as like yeah. some of the other ones. Like... Oh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, full disclaimer. I watched Bugsy at like two times speed on a second monitor. Um, it... Uh... Watching movies at two times speed is very fun. Um, I would recommend it if you ever need to, like, if you ever, like, feel like you want to watch something, um, like, that's really long, like a lot of, like, a two and a half hour movie. Um, I will warn you, it does turn some scenes that I'm sure were meant to be, like, very meaningful into comedic Three Stooges bits. Um, but I think that is a... Really? Yeah, absolutely. There are so many that scenes. That sounds like a better movie. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like uh, I feel like watching Bugsy two times speed is the optimal way to watch it. I feel like you don't. I feel like the first couple scenes are a bit hard to follow, um, but I feel like as the movie goes on, you what you're really doing is that you're leaving yourself an an extra hour to watch another movie at two times speed by doing. It. Yeah, sure. But anyways, but B- Bugsy is it's about. He's like a New York gangster, and he moves to like Los Angeles, and he gets involved in the Vegas casino scene, and he is going to build like an important hotel. And then Annette Bening plays Virginia Hill, who's a Hollywood starlet at the time, and they fall in love, and that's kind of where the kisses are at. This is one where like the key, it's a the little. Kiss- yeah, the kiss happens really early on, and the movie is never really about it. It's more about like, sort of, like, yeah, having way I too mean, strong ambition. I guess it's less about like the love story. Oh, I think like the relationship's definitely kind of pretty central to it, considering like it ends with ta- talking to her. But yeah, like the kissing's kind of there. Then there's a couple couple of kisses. Um, I'm not sure if the one that got nominated was the one where like it's in silhouette or the one in the rain on the youtube playlist i have kind of created which are going to feature all the best kisses so our listeners can um judge for themselves which one is best i couldn't really find the silhouette one so like it has the rain but either way you know it's good kisses um something that of course, most people know, and this definitely isn't something that I accidentally stumbled upon yesterday, is that Warren Beatty and Annette Bening have been married since 1992, after they met on the set of this movie. Yeah, no, that's a pretty common fact. I think we all knew this going in. I, uh, 
even at two times speed, I think that's something that you're able to, to pick up on. Um, yeah, this wasn't <laughs> something I told you like five minutes before we started recording. No, not even not even close at all. But yeah, no, I think um, yeah, I think out of all the movies, I feel like yeah, Bugsy, I think was definitely like the least engaging. Um, it's it's like it's not a bad movie. It's like it's got something. I'm assuming for somebody out there, but it's just not something that I would um, not something I would super watch again. Yeah, I guess say, knowing it's part of their like. A, a love story a bit makes me a bit more charitable towards oh, yeah, it. Oh yeah, no, definitely the fact that it um it sparked a real romance is definitely something that is that is definitely worth considering. Um, but I just feel like against um against like these other powerhouse films, I feel like it's very um it's it's very uh it's it's a it's a C among A's, you know if you know what I mean, you know it's a C yeah. plus among A's. Pluses. Yeah, like, and you know, I've I've seen like a few more of these movies than you, and some years I think mm-hmm. the movies are better than other years. Yeah, this year's like that's... actually a pretty strong year. Like most oh. of the films, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm into these. Oh no, I I enjoyed. I am so happy. I feel like I'm gonna find so many little movies that I like. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. If we can, do you want to move on to the next movie? Or I think I think we've said all we can say about Bugsy, right? Yeah, I mean, as everyone knows, of course, Warren Beatty says he fell for Annette Benning during their first meeting, and they were having dinner, and he was eating garlic chicken. And it was good, but he lost interest because he was more interesting. Or she was yeah, more exactly. interesting. I mean, like, that's, that's just like, you know, mitochondria is the power of the ce- powerhouse of the cell, and then that fact, these are just like, you know, death taxes and that fact. Like, it's just, these are things that are just known, you know? And then everyone remembers a few years ago when Annette Benning gave like a speech where she's like, you know, his version's good, but then her version of it was more of a professional on set. And then towards the end of filming, he invited her to his house for dinner one night and asked if she wanted to have a baby with him. And she was like, okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's a uh, sweet story, but that is not what we're judging here today. So let's exactly. move on to. Eight Fear. Yeah. Uh, Robert warning. De Niro and Juliet yeah. Lewis. The contents of this next kiss are, by today's standards, um, problematic, I guess would be the word to use. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to really... say here that this is not going to win. We're not going no. <laughs> to award a kiss that's something that could be considered non consensual. Yep, exactly. Um, two. Ah, this is a really, this is a really, tri- this is a really tough waters to kind of navigate. Because to the film's credit, um, he is like the bad guy, and I feel like all the emotions you're supposed to feel, you do feel. Um, yeah, like it's literally a kiss that it's supposed to be disturbing. You're not yeah, supposed to find it charming. Yeah, like- it's supposed to be very. It, it's it's even the movie is like very upfront that like this is predatory. Like I I think um, yeah yeah and it's like a, yeah. it's like a tense scene of evil preying on innocence. To quote exactly. uh, old L.A. Times article I found exactly. when looking it up, um, Juliette Lewis, the actress who portrayed it, was seventeen when she filmed this movie. Robert oh, De Niro was much Lord. older. I did yeah. not even know that. I thought I thought it was just like the characters. Oh my, that is. Yep. Okay. This is yep. a this yep. is a bad kiss. This is a disqualified kiss. Like, um, the character is like fifteen, and like the 
there's this LA Times article where like it talks about, you know, she's like, Oh yeah, I emancipated at 14. I completely get that like this is messed up and this shouldn't be there. Yeah. And then the thing's like, of course, Juliette Lew- Lewis, uh, you know, dating dating Brad uh, Brad Pitt, twenty seven. Well, like, oh, you know, the, and Ooh. then it mentions Felma and Louise's most notable credit to date, and it's where I learned some unfortunate stuff about Brad Pitt's dating history. Oh I yeah, it's a very we were talking about last year. Um, yeah, very strange. Yeah. yeah no. So Kate, um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but Kate Fear, good movie. Honestly. Um. A uh, other than that one aspect, um, like good movie, like good uh, as thriller. I don't know what it would be, would it be classified as. Yeah, I, I I'd say it's a thriller. Um, it's a remake of a yeah movie from the sixties. Mm. It's about yeah, Ro- Robert De Niro plays. Yeah, he's this guy who's been in prison for a long time on yeah rape charges. It's yeah, yeah, and um, his whole gripe is that uh, the lawyer that he hired, he um, either was sus- suspect or he found out like at a later date once he got out or while he was in prison that um, the lawyer that he hired was sort of um, like he didn't uh, sort of defend him to the best of his ability to the point of um, like throwing out certain, or I guess not evidence, but like certain a- aspects about the case he would ignore. Uh, to make sure that he got a con- to make sure that he got convicted, even though like he was his lawyer, and that's that's where Robert De Niro's character's sort of vengeance tale spawns from. Yeah, the film's yeah about this lawyer Sam who, yeah, basically he was hired to defend him, and then he learned that the victim in question had yeah ha- habits of maybe sleeping around, which yeah, and then he made, language, yeah, of course. Should not be a factor in like a r- rape trial. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, um, he he was definitely doing. Um, he was he wasn't like he wasn't trying to hide like a smoking gun. Like this wasn't uh, like he. Yeah. It, I think and and later on in the movie, I think it becomes like very apparent that Robert De Niro's character definitely like did do the things he did. Like it's it's. I think it becomes very apparent uh, later on. Yeah, uh, this is one if. Uh, ben, I don't know if this was the same for you, but my main knowledge of this movie before watching it for this podcast <laughs> was the Simpsons episode, Cape Fear. Yeah, I, I definitely, um, uh, I feel like, um, I'm trying to think of, like when I exactly clued in. I think it was, I think it was after, um, he was like under the car, um, and he, and he like, he like let himself off. I think, I think that's when I clued down. It's like, oh, that's, this is the. They ripped this off The Simpsons. The Sideshow, that's supposed to be Sideshow Bob. I mean, for me, it was like, because I've seen that episode a lot of times, so like the music, also the theater scene, where like he's just causing a ruckus and blowing a cigar during the movie, and of course, in the Simpsons oh, version yeah. of it, Homer just winds up being more of like a nuisance, <laughs> like or their thing of Ernest goes somewhere cheap. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so if if you know that Simpsons episode, you have a brief idea of the plot. They get stalked. The police are unhelpful. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't even think the police Eventually, show up at the end of this. Or I guess the police throughout the movie are like, are pretty like, ah, our hands are tired. We can't do nothing about this. Yeah, they're like, you can't do anything. And then it goes to a point where 
they are pretending they're not home because they want to catch him for like breaking into their house and yeah they're this trying private to do, investigator um... they've hired gets like murdered and their maid gets murdered and rather than like go to the police they just kind of escape and go to a house yeah yeah i think i think the reason for that was that um <laughs> it's ri- like i don't know how much this tracks to real life but like when like he like saw like the scene he saw like the maid murdered and like he like grabbed like the he like got his fingerprints all over the piano wire and then like slipped in the blood um disclaimer again i watched this movie as well as well at two times speed so i think that scene was unintentionally slapstick as for as macabre as it was um uh, it is darkly funny i can tell because i'm gonna like watch the thing when they're like yeah. just freaking out and then he slips and he falls yeah so i think the reason they probably didn't go to the police there is that like it looks kind of horrible for them. I think that would probably yeah. be like the the driving factor for them just getting on a boat like the like the Thompsons. Um, and then I guess we can touch on the kiss a bit, but as part of this like stalking, uh, Juliet Lewis is her teenage daughter, and she's fifteen, and she's troubled because she had been caught smoking pot, and at one point he impersonates her new drama teacher and he like approaches her and invites her to a thing and he feigns like an interest in her and her feelings and yeah very yeah very very like very like scary like very scary scene like it's yeah and then yeah then he kisses her also something i learned when researching this kiss because I don't know that Julia Lewis has said a lot about it in like mo- modern day. Like it seems at the time she yeah, like knew the knew the deal. But there is an and another anecdote that made me raise my eyes. There is a point where because there's a point in the scene where De Niro before he kisses her he sticks his thumb into her mouth, and I guess before they did that scene she was not informed of what was going on. Um. Martin Scorsese, the director, is like, oh, yeah, Bob's gonna do something. So she ha- so she basically had to, like, improvise and kind of <laughs> did that. And then in the interview, she's like, oh, you know, it felt like emotionally someone walked up to you, penetrated you, and then walked away, and again, maybe something that would not be looked on as kindly in 2021. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely something that, like, um, Again, like this, uh, this list could definitely be used to sort of track cultural trends. Like the the conversation back then was so much worse than it is now uh, about certain things like this. Uh, moving on to the Naked Gun two and a half, the smell of fear, uh, a much lighthearted kiss in that movie. Yeah, definitely a much. Much more fun to talk about, certainly. Honestly. Exactly. I was watching the clip right before, um, right before we, uh, before we started, just to sort of refresh. Because I feel like that's Naked Guns, the one I've seen the farthest away from all of them. I just wanted to refresh my mind. And yeah, no, I, I absolutely love the Naked Gun movies and like the airplane movies. Like they're they're right up my alley, style of humor wise. Oh yeah, I'm definitely the same way. Uh, for people who don't know, the Naked Gun films were based on a short-lived series called Police Squad from the writers and producer directors of Airplane. Uh, yeah, Naked Gun Two and a Half is yeah 
directed by well, just one one of them, like David Zucker, but his brother Jerry, like, and their other partner was like executive producers. Um, they're like satirical spoofy films where Leslie Nielsen is super cop Frank Drebin, who goes in and solves yep, an, an elaborate thing. I believe this one is like the plot involves like renewable energy a lot. It's I'm hmm. trying to track down someone who's yeah, from like the oil industry or whatever who's essentially just trying to sabotage stuff and Priscilla Presley plays his ex-girlfriend who they had kind of fallen apart and they reconnect over the course of the movie. Yeah, no, I, I've it's been so long since I've seen these. And these movies are are very not plot heavy. They're very much just like sort of uh very comedy driven, just like and trying to get to the next sort of set piece comedy bit. Yeah, like I watched this yeah. recently and when like it comes to what's the plot, it's yeah, like, he, yeah, he's trying. It's like the bad guy's trying to kill a renewable energy guy. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just a just a proxy to have some goofy hijinks. Um, yeah, I was just looking at the Wikipedia page because, like, I feel like I remembered something about the Naked Gun movies, but I wanted to verify. I so I think all of the Naked Gun movies have a Weird Al cameo. Um, yes, but I think Naked Gun Two and a Half is the only one where he plays a character and he's used for like because in the in the first movie, the joke is sort of um, the, our main characters like getting off the plane after like a mission in like a in like a foreign land where he like he did something heroic, and he, he gets on the podium and he's like he's like he's like that like he just starts doing like a speech and then his partner has to go like no 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 sorry sir they're uh, they're here for Weird Al Yankovic he was on your plane and it's just Weird Al just like waving to everybody and I think they do that almost exact same joke in the third one as well. Yeah, and in this one, he actually gets, like, a little... He's a character. He's a police officer, yeah. Yeah, police station thug is how he's credited. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I just wanted... Because uh, I was like, I feel like I remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, I, don't think, I don't know if Weird Al is in the second one, but turns out he is, so that's good to know. So, again, this film was yeah, directed by David Zucker. Um, his brother, Jerry, had directed a different film called Ghost a couple years ago, which... It's important because the best kiss scene in this is a spoof of a very famous scene in Ghost, <laughs> in which, yeah, after Great. reconnecting, yeah, basically Leslie Nielsen and Priscilla Presley's characters, yeah, kind of make up make a pot in like a reference to a famous scene from the beginning of Ghost. Great movie, a movie with mm -hmm. like a very good kiss that probably would have been in contention if it had aired during, like, an MTV years. <laughs> and because it's the Naked Gun movies, the kiss gets very, like, disgusting. Clays all over the place. Uh, um, yeah, uh, Leslie Nielsen is, is absolutely shredded. Um, like, huge pectorals, abs. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah. raunchier than the first the first movie scene where little where the joke is they're both like oh I always wear protection and then they have like full body condoms <laughs> and <the> like joke <laughs> oh the Naked Gun movies are, are truly a a wonderful a wonderful mess I love them I guess kiss aside like taking out this the kiss out of the I guess not out of the equation but 
definitely making it a lesser part of the equation. How would you sort of rank these movies in terms of like how good they are as movies from like from I guess could go from like worst to best if you yeah if you if you could. All right. So, I mean, at the bottom, as we kind of implied, is, like, Bugsy. Like, mm-hmm. after, after Bugsy is... Oh, no, no, bottom is Cape Fear. Sorry, Bugsy is, like, second bottom. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess Cape Fear's not really, like, in the... Uh, uh, oh, wait, no, this is just ranking the movies. Yeah, sorry. just the movies yeah, themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was, like, thinking of my, like... No, it's all good. It's it's It was, uh... It's a lot. There's a lot to think about. Like, is can you really can you really take the kiss out of a movie? Yeah, I guess yeah. this this award show tries to show us. Okay, so yeah, so bottom, yeah, so bottom is Bugsy, and after Bugsy, pro- probably yeah, N- Naked Gun two, then My Girl, Adam's Family, and then I would say Cape Fear is probably the best of the movies nominated. Though obviously yeah. it's not going to win. Oh yeah, of course. And um I guess yeah, my list would probably look pretty similar. Uh, I think yeah, at the bottom, sort of the lowest would probably be some, probably be Bugsy. Um Oh, after that it's really tough because like they're all really good movies, so like the the gap between four and five is huge. Um but I think honestly yeah. I would probably put Cape Fear, weirdly enough, just because I don't see myself really watching it again. Um and then after that I would probably put Naked Gun and then my girl and then the adams family i don't know what it was about the adams family um that just clicked with me so hard like i i don't think i stopped grinning the whole time watching it i think it was just so so fantastically goofy um it was uh it, it just it, it tickled me pink i guess um yeah you're like, look at these guys. They're creepy and they're kooky and all mysterious exactly. and spooky. All together, <laughs> ooky. Like, it's <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. And now, now you have to, how would you rank these um, in terms of their, their kiss? And I guess whether or not you agree with the decision made by the, um, by the Academy. Uh, all right. So for kiss order, um, yeah, who I guess from worst to best, and then uh, if your best contends with my girl, I guess explaining sort of why. Yeah, I'll say even if it is like the the winner to just kind of explain oh, yeah. why. Oh uh, yeah, right. absolutely, I could totally see that. Oh uh, yeah, okay. So at the bottom, um, as we talked about, Kate Fear, like again, great great movie. Um, yeah, that that kiss. Cool. You made me feel uncomfortable. It's not. It's not gonna win the thing. <laughs> what cost, though? Like it's definitely a. Yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. No. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And then next after that would be Bugsy. You know the kisses and that are fine. Like, can this may have been the set where they fell in love, but when they're like, oh yeah, things were professional on set. I think that kind of goes to like the kisses as well. Um. Yeah, then after that, I would do, yeah, Naked Gun two and a half. You know, it's going for something different. Like, it's more of a comedy kiss. It's uh, funnier. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of comedy kisses. Some of them, <laughs> yeah. Which one? Some like, which, like, this one are just there. And then, all right, this is it. Mo- yeah, moment of tr- truth. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I guess the winner. I'm gonna say 
will be Adam's family with my girl like a pretty close second place. And I'm gonna say there was definitely a while where my girl, like uh, at a point, I think for a bit, I was like, oh, you know, maybe they got it right here. And I'm gonna say, unlike some of these winners, I don't think this is a case of where. You know, I'm not, like, mad that my girl won. I think it's, like, a sweet kiss. Maybe it got bumped a bit by, like, the person, like, dying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot more emotional appeal there, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, an emotional appeal, and, and, you know, again, it's a very charming movie, but Adam's family, when it comes to those, like, yeah, those kisses there, like, I think Raul, Julia, and Angelica Houston have, like, a lot of good chemistry, like, just whenever they're on screen, screen together, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, like, the, the good good stuff there, and yeah, I think the, like, graveyard kiss between them is really sweet, and it kind of pulls to the top for me. Oh, yeah. Also, before I do mine, for those who have listened the whole way, um, yeah, I completely forgot who really Giuliani was, and I just looked it up. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I I <laughs> forgot who Rudy Giuliani I, was. I forgot who he was. I knew his name. Is he's got a very um memorable name, but I forgot that he was the guy who was like melting on camera. And I forgot he was a politician. I could have sworn he was an actor. That sounds like an actor's name. This uh, is how you know we're out of Trump's America, that you've just forgotten <laughs> who like <laughs> oh, okay. I, I I almost thought he was an actor for a second, but he's an American attorney. I, I, mean, I read an actor for he won a moment. worst supporting actor at the Razzies this year for his role in Borat too. Oh yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> oh what a, what a goofy thing. Yeah, but I I think unless I'm mistaken, I think my list is almost identical to yours. Um, I think yeah, I think mine is yeah, Kate Beer. Um, I think, yeah, it was Bugsy, Naked Gun, and then, yeah, My Girl, Adam's Family. Um, yeah, I think my, I think a big reason for this is I just kind of have to go with my gut. Um, I got absolute, uh, butterflies during the Adam's Family kiss. I was so ecstatic. Um, it was such a, it was such a feel-good moment, and it was just so, like, you could watch that scene contextless, and it would still be super lovely, and then, and uh what is the word um not overwhelming but full of whelm i guess um yeah my biggest contention with my girl kiss is that like it ain't even the best kiss in my girl i much prefer the dan Aykroyd, jamie lee curtis kiss um it is cute but cute only gets you so far and in the unofficial rankings of slightly more credible academy awards yeah, no, I would definitely have to, have to uh, agree with you. Like, again, yeah. it's... I can see people in 1992 going, oh, yeah, you, you know, My Girl, that's like the film of us, especially if you're kind of like yeah, that exactly. MTV audience where you're like, this wasn't too long ago. I remember when I had my first kiss and then the person, like, died tragically in a bee attack. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, you know, I feel like, you know, we're going to come across things and I feel like we're going to be... By the end of this list, we're going to be able to know, you know, the... The Oscar bait equivalent of the MTV Best Kiss Award bait. Yeah. Um, also, I, I feel we've kind of brushed over that he dies in a bee attack. Yeah. 
I'm so allergic to bees. Which it isn't. I guess if they said that early on, that would be like the biggest red flag. It would almost ruin the movie. I I wasn't. I'm under the impression that like even if you weren't allergic to bees, if you're like that young and you get stung by like a swine, I guess it would need to be like wasps or something. I feel like that would just be bad news regardless. Also, that makes it even weirder that it's like an open casket unless like he wasn't stung on the face at all or like maybe these oh. things go away after you die like <laughs> well that uh bit of a coincidence here is actually a bee in my house now my brother's trying to swat out if you can yeah uh, my brother's uh brother's gonna be a bee assassin oh oh no go away <laughs> hopefully i'm not allergic all right so a couple other fun things about this yeah ceremony there um Leslie Nielsen, at 66 years old, is the oldest Best Kiss nominee that we're going to see. Wait, who? Le- oh, Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, uh, yeah, Leslie, Leslie oh, Nielsen. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, you know what? I guess that absolutely makes sense. Like, there's not a lot of, um, there's a lot of, not a lot of, like, old, oldish love stories that are going to catch the eye of the MTV uh, awards, movie awards. Yeah, and then I wanted, wait. I wanted to see if, like, Anna Klumsky or Macaulay Culkin were, like, the youngest, but turns out they are not the youngest nominee. <laughs> yeah, oh, the youngest wow. nominee is, yeah. Um, well, we're going to talk about it in a couple ep- episodes. Yeah, you're going to have to stay tuned to see that. It's all, yeah. <laughs> it's all, like, a saying, yeah. I'll say they're all born in, like, the same year. It's just, like, a matter of months. <laughs> oh, yeah, they just, just missed it out. Yeah. Are the, uh, yeah. The, they're the youngest nominees for a human kiss. I'll give you that much. <laughs> All right. So, you got anything to say about where we think culture was at the time for MTV Movie Awards? <laughs> I think I think the culture surrounding the MTV Movie Awards, it was definitely it was definitely a different time. I think uh, you know, the conversation around certain topics um, was not as widespread as it possibly could have been um especially around the areas of um be safety maybe maybe just be one example um yes be safety <laughs> that's that's what we want you to take away from this today it's exactly. gonna be like the episode title best kiss 1992 be safety <laughs> i really like that yeah no i think um yeah i think as the as the years go on we're gonna get a pretty good thumbprint of of the culture at the time and and kind of looking down the list i think we're going to see um possibly a departure away from romance and more of a lean to more towards comedy um yeah there's definitely like a period in the thousands where like comedy gets like heavily weighted yeah yeah i think that's it's yeah it's just like um yeah yeah i think that's definitely like very because like a kiss in like a romantic movie um might be as punctuated as like a kiss in like a comedy, you know? Um especially yeah. if it's like really funny or something, but but yeah, and I think like you can definitely look at this and see a change in the kind of like movies that are you know getting made and um, but are also popular. But like best movie this year was Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So like big franchisey blockbuster, so like Maybe things mm-hmm. haven't changed that much since, like, the <laughs> early days of the MTV Movie Awards. 
Though, though I'll say the other nominees for best movie that year included Backdraft, Boys in the Hood, JFK, and then Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves. <laughs> so none of the best kiss nominations even made it into like the best movie nominations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though, yeah. Though Anna Chumsky did get a nomination for breakthrough performance for My Girl, she lost to the kid from Terminator 2: Judgment Day. Oh. <laughs> who is yeah. no no longer much of an actor or oh well, maybe uh, oh no maybe he's done some stuff but he probably has he's probably still putting still putting food on the table I think the last thing I saw him in was like a CGI version of his Terminator 2 character in Dark Fate and he gets like killed right away um, what is wait what oh yeah, yeah oh yeah spoilers for Terminator 2 Dark <laughs> Dark Fate the third best Terminator movie, honestly. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. But, yeah, but Anna Klumsky goes on to like be in HBO's Veep, and she gets like six Emmy nominations for supporting oh, wow. actress and stuff. And yeah, she yeah. saw she saw the trend that Best Kiss was starting to aim towards movies, and that's I I would I would be remiss to say that probably wasn't her major influence in switching away from movies to TV. Yeah, and she's going to be the voice of Charlotte Pickles in the upcoming reboot of Re- Rugrats. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Angelica's mother. I, I don't know your but Rugrats knowledge. I'm, not, not I'm very, very limited. I was more of a um, wild thornberry kind of guy. I mean, hey, the, the crossed over that time. <laughs> they absolutely did. Yeah, and then other... You know, if this podcast goes on long enough, we'll eventually come back to 92 and we'll look at some other categories, but... Yeah, exactly. One thing to consider is John Singleton, acclaimed film filmmaker of Boys in the Hood, won the Best New Filmmaker Award. And <laughs> So not only was he, like, the youngest Best Director nominee for the Oscars, but he actually got to win Best New Filmmaker over here. And then a Lifetime Achievement yeah. Award was handed out to Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th series. Uh, I think I'm glad he's finally getting recognized, you know? Yeah. Lifetime Achievement Awards is also something we might have to, like, look at one day, because for years it's just kind of a joke. And then they give it to Ron Howard's brother, who's, like, a character actor. And allegedly, uh-huh. like, his speech was so earnest and touching that they realized they had to, like, retire the awards so, or else they would embarrass him. <laughs> oh, that's such a nice really story. Aw, that's so lovely. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to look at that once we once we get through all, all this kissing. All right, so I think we're about done. Yeah, um, yeah, 1992. Definitely, um... A year worthy of conversation. There were some highs, some lows, some oddball families. Uh, yeah, I think all of the, I think most of these movies had an oddball family in them. Yeah. So now, uh, all right. So some end of show, show stuff there. Um, you can follow past the golden popcorn pod on on at gold popcorn pod on Twitter. Um, if if you disagree with us, feel free to reach out with us there. Show us your own rankings. You can also email us stuff we might have missed to passthegoldenpopcorn at gmail.com. 
our theme song, which is going to be added in, was yeah, done by Matt Samard. Does not have a name, but he's a cool guy. And he does have a name. It's Matt Samard. Yeah. <laughs> I Let's, don't know uh, if he has a public place where his music is beyond him just emailing it to me sometimes. I yeah. should probably ask him for the future. Um, and yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at like a Wolverine. Um, what is my Twitter? I think my Twitter is at ButAlby. Um, if you can figure out how to spell that, I think you've earned the right to follow me. Um, F-U-T underscore Al B. <laughs> oh, you're just giving it away now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I think I have a social media, pre- I'm not present, but I think I have a social media everywhere, but I don't remember any of them, nor do I. Uh, I think Twitter and Instagram are the ones that I use the most. Uh, Instagram, not so much. There was a year where I was, I was posting daily that entire year, so I do have some activity. Um, year of the rat that's a good year um it was a good year yeah <laughs> it actually was probably one of the worst years but <laughs> what, what was there a global pandemic or something um oh exactly yeah, well, yeah um oh and yeah. you can find me on letterbox at like a wolverine where you can find the list with all the best kiss movies that maybe i'll eventually i'll start ranking based on how they did in our awards Oh yeah, and you can find. I think my my Instagram is not underscore the number like not two pens with a number and underscores. Um, that was a really good explanation. Uh, stay tuned. Keep your ear to the ground of that Instagram um, as I'm making a Weezer tier list that is halfway complete. Unless Weezer keeps on releasing albums, then it will never get done. Um, also, be doing like four albums next year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Weezer will not quit. I remember um, Weezer is such a weird band because um, I was talking to my professor about it and he was like, oh, I remember when I used to listen to Weezer when I was like a teenager. And that was such a weird... They've been around so long. Oh man, I don't know how much Weezer talk I want to give up the, out the gate, but like, oh, yeah, I was reading an interview with them where like one of, the, one of the guys, I think it was the drummer's like, look, he's like, you, you know, at this point... The fans who are still listening to us back in the day still listen to us, and then we keep on picking up new ones, and no one really ages out of it. So, Weezer's doing like better than ever in like the fan department currently. <laughs> oh, that's Almost amazing. 30 years after they started. Oh, hey, Weezer also started the same year as the MTV Movie Awards, so this was oh. relevant, and we can include it in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wow, 1992, or three, no, two, a good year. A lot of the starts to nothing but great things. Yeah. Uh, All right. But tune in next time to hear 1993 with such films as Untamed Heart, A League of Their Own, Batman Returns, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Lethal Weapon 3, and White Men Can't Jump. Hope everyone has a lovely day uh, when you're watching a movie make sure to look out for them kisses because you never know what the next uh prestigious winner is going to be yeah and yeah goodbye and now keep passing that popcorn we'll, we'll come up with a better send-off at some point yeah we'll come up with something bye bye